Okay, we're in First John chapter 2, and we're going to be looking at verses 18 and 19. First John chapter 2, little children, it is the last time, and as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now are there many Antichrists, by which we know that it is the last time. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not of us. Shall we pray? (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) Heavenly Father, we are thankful that we are in the time of the Lord's coming. We're thankful, Lord, that we can look forward with great expectation of the Lord coming triumphantly and that the church being drawn unto the Lord shall forever be with the Lord. We are thankful, Father, for many blessings within your word and the comfort of the scriptures concerning last time and end time events. We praise you, Father, and ask for your blessing now as we consider this important subject. In Jesus' name, amen. (coughs) Excuse me. Well, as the title of the message this afternoon is The Spirit of Antichrist, we find that there is um, much that we probably can say concerning this subject of Antichrist. And um, as the church is... uh, the church at large, that is Christendom, awaits the coming of the Lord, we realize that there will be many events that will take place before the Lord's return. Uh, three areas I'd like to look at this afternoon. First of all, the church is living in the last time before the Lord's return. Now, this is a, a common understanding among the church that we are living during the period of time that the Lord should come. And uh, the term last time is a general term, which means that it can happen at any time during the church age. As we know that the Lord did not give a specific date when he was coming back, when he would return, but he said that he was going to return and that certain things would take place prior to the return of the Lord such as wars and rumors of wars and the like, and that there would be false teachers and there would be false Christs or antichrists uh, before the coming of the Lord. And uh, when we look at the general um, tenor, I guess, of the world, and from the very first century until now, uh, it has been pretty much dominated by people and events that have uh, been working toward the coming of the Lord. Uh, Gearing up, as as Healy puts it in one of his songs, for the mark of the beast. And uh, perhaps in our own lifetime, uh, we perhaps uh, have a better um, expectation given the fact that many events have already come to pass which cause us to say the Lord must be coming soon 
And so this uh, concept that the church is living in the last time uh, before the Lord's return is not a new one, but it is a true one that we all um, are waiting upon the Lord's coming. Of course, the second area is that the last time before the Lord comes, there will be many antichrists. Um, the term antichrist meaning against or in place of or a false Christ. Uh, we find there are many who um, would perhaps fit that particular characteristic. And, and you know, over the years... Um, I guess perhaps there's been a, quite a few people that have been um, kind of named, oh, that must be the Antichrist, or perhaps he will be the Antichrist, or something of that nature. But then there is the spirit of Antichrist, which is prevalent, um, and has been prevalent ever since the first century. The spirit of Antichrist is to say that, that um, people are groups of people or even society um, carries a certain spirit which is against Christ. And in the text uh, here this uh, afternoon, uh, we find that it says, Little children, it is the last time, and ye have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now there are many Antichrists. And so um, we understand that uh, this idea uh, of people who do not believe in the Lord as we believe in the Lord and stand against that truth uh, is something which has been going on for quite a while and will continue to do so until the Lord comes. The third area we'll look at is the spirit of Antichrist will dominate the last time. Um, I... I suppose that that was true in the first century because we find that John wrote to comfort these very Christians here. And um, he begins by telling them uh, not to be alarmed. He says, little children, it is the last time, and ye have heard that Antichrist shall come. And so um, if, he, if there was no need to write about it, then there would be no... Um, problem, of course, in the church about misunderstanding, but there was misunderstandings, and so John did write and uh, was seeking to somehow alleviate uh, some of their fears concerning the Lord's coming uh, and things that were taking place. Um, I'd like to read to you a verse of scripture from Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Uh, one through four, it says, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by the gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. So, um, in Thessalonians, of course, we find that the very similar concern was being, uh, no doubt, brought to light. And 
that it was necessary to comfort the believers and to tell them that um, the Lord would come, but not until uh, he is ready to do so, and that they should continue in faith and in perseverance and uh, in all that, that it means to be faithful to the Lord. So an Antichrist uh, comes with a false gospel, a false gospel, and of course, um, here again, um, John is writing because there were those who were preaching false gospels, and there were those who were not teaching the truth concerning the Lord Jesus Christ, that he was truly the incarnate of God. You see, a false Christ will not believe that Jesus is the incarnate of God. They will not believe it. But rather they will teach that Christ is something less than God. Um, And this again has been prevalent throughout the generations since the church uh, was first established in the first century. Uh, There have been many groups which have said that, no, Jesus is not the Son of God. And even though, there are those today, of course, who still uh, contend against that truth. So in the last time, there will be Antichrist. And those who have the Holy Spirit of God know the true Christ of God. And as you read on uh, further here in this uh, passage, um, we see that to be true. Uh, Let's just read a little bit further down um, in verse 20. But ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. The idea of the unction here is uh, the empowering or gifting of the Holy Spirit that infills the believer. He says, I have not written unto you because you you know not the truth, but because ye know it and that no lie is of the truth. And so, um, it wasn't that they didn't know the truth, but he wanted to reaffirm those things which are true. Verse 22, Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? Is the Christ. And of course that refers to Christ, the word Christ being anointed. The word being means anointed. He is Antichrist, you see, that denieth the Father and the Son. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father. And uh, he that confesseth the Son hath the Father also. I will stop reading right there uh, and just go back to our subject here at hand. Um, The church is living in the last time before the Lord's return. Um, And so we can say that that is true right now, as much as it was true in the first century. We are living in the last time, and we see many things that seem to point to um, the Lord's coming, and uh, perhaps much more soon than we might anticipate. Um, The face of globalism today is Antichrist. You see, we 
we, in one of the previous messages we, messages, we talked about the world system that was against God, a worldly system. And, uh, and so the globalistic system of today is antichrist because it is part of the worldly system. And all we have to do, of course, is, and, uh, is go to the book of Revelation and you begin to see that a world, a globalistic system must be established for the Antichrist to come into power. And so the very globalistic system in which is being perpetrated on society today is Antichrist. It is not the Antichrist, but it is Antichrist. It stands against God. And uh, so the face of globalism is Antichrist, for globalism is operating out of and for the very worldly system that the son of perdition is promoting. Now I read that passage in Second Thessalonians 2, 1 through 4. It even pointed out there that except there be a falling away first and that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition, you see. So um, Satan is behind the whole thing and has been from, you know, the very beginning. Uh, he has been behind it. And so in the last time there shall be many antichrists and uh, there is wickedness then in high places. And this is uh, another pa passage that needs to be applied here. Uh, because it fits into what we are saying about, we're in the last time, it fits into what we are saying about the deception that will come upon the world, that it was warned in the first century and has been all the way through the centuries until now. Uh, that warning has been given concerning a deception and the, and the Antichrist or the spirit of Antichrist as being prevalent, and this is what it says in Ephesians chapter 6. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Spiritual wickedness in high places. <clears throat> now, I don't know if you caught it when I was reading through that, but there's a phrase that says, rulers of darkness of this world. <clears throat> now, that's referring to real people. It's not referring to just demonic spirits, though demonic spirits may be behind it. <clears throat> but it refers to the rulers of darkness in this world. You see, whether it be a Mussolini or a Stalin or a Hitler uh, or you know, any other person, dictator, that may have arisen or has been in the past, or today even the fact that one government wants to perpetrate its power over another and destroy and kill people for the sake of their own aggrandizement, uh, we know that is spiritual wickedness in high places. It is, it, and it, it is also the spiritual wickedness of rulers, rulers of darkness of this world. 
You see, if they don't know the Lord, then they, are, they have the spirit of Antichrist in their very um, government, you might say. It's the government. Their government is the spirit of Antichrist. And governments around the world have, of course, uh, taken particular uh, efforts to stamp out Christianity wherever they can find it. And uh, the first century, of course, it was the Roman government that was trying to, to diminish the power of, of uh, the Christians and uh, to make sure that they would be willing to bow down and worship the emperor. And um, you see, even the Jews um, were against Christ. And of course, they ultimately uh, crucified him. And so it isn't like uh, any one group was uh, left out of this uh, scenario. There's been many groups which have stood against Christ and having this antichrist spirit. I'd like to read a brief uh, article con which has a quote by Albert Pike. Now this was quoted of him as far back as 1871. Just to let you know that uh, the spirit of Antichrist in the United States has been around for a long time. He says, uh, given the obvious trend of major conflicts leading to globalization in the name of world peace and unity, could a third world war finally push the globalist agenda over the top? Now, Gary Carr writes this article, so he's writing from that perspective. So he's, he's going to be bringing in uh, Pike's uh, comment in just a moment. Powerful men led along by demonic spirits, which fits into the passage which we've already mentioned in Ephesians chapter 6, uh, continuing... Uh, powerful men led along by demonic spirits have been setting the stage for many decades catering to Satan's final deception of humanity. In a letter to the Italian revolutionary leader Giuseppe Manzini dated August 15, 1871 Albert Pike, the leader of the Illuminati's activities in the United States and head of the Scottish Rite of Freemasonry at that time, described a distant final war which he felt would be necessary to usher in the New World Order. According to Pike, this conflict between the two future superpowers would be sparked by first igniting another crisis. Now, before I read the quote, let me just say this. These people, the people such as Albert Pike, they were not prophets. They were not given any particular rev rev uh, revelation from God. The only reason they say the things that they are saying is because they are not of God. They are, they do have the spirit of Antichrist in them. That's the reason they say the things that they say. So if, if you think it sounds prophetic, it's only because that they are mouthing the kind of philosophy that the spirit of Antichrist possesses. And if you understand what the spirit of Antichrist is, then it is spiritual wickedness in high places. 
It is principalities and powers and rulers of darkness in this world. And so people who, who do not believe in Christ, they often say things that fit in very carefully and, and rightly with prophecy. But they say them only because they themselves have the spirit of Antichrist. You may remember um, that uh, one of the Jewish rulers of Christ's day said that it would be better for one person to die for the nation than that the whole nation perish. Now, again, you see, uh, when, when a person says something like that, it doesn't mean they're a prophet, especially when they, when they have an antichrist spirit. It only means that they are mouthing the words of the son of perdition, who is ultimately behind the scenes, dictating the thoughts of men. Well, here is the quote. Uh, Pike wrote, quote, We shall unleash the nihilists and the atheists, and we shall provoke a great social cataclysm, which in all its terror will show clearly to all nations the effect of absolute atheism, the origin of savagery, and the most bloody turmoil. Then, everywhere... The people, forced to defend themselves against the world of minority of revolutionaries, will exterminate those destroyers of civilization and the multitudes disillusioned with Christianity, whose deistic spirits will be from that moment on, without direction and leadership, Anxious for an ideal, but without knowledge, were to send its adoration, will receive the true light through the universal manifestation of the pure doctrine of Lucifer. Brought finally out into the public view, a manifestation which will result from a general reactionary movement which will follow the destruction of Christianity and atheism, both conquered and exterminated at the same time. Now, if you listen to that very carefully, that's an amazing statement to make. In 1871, written by Albert Pike, who was the leader of the Scottish Rite of Freemasonry, that would be like saying he was the head of the Mason order in 1871. And he also uh, represented the Illuminati, which was a secret organization, an elite group of world leaders who wanted to bring about this new world order. And you'll notice that the, the god of Albert Pike is Lucifer, not Jesus Christ. And uh, it is in the writings of Freemasonry and uh, a, a, a kind of a postscript I can read on this says, until a generation ago, the letter containing Pike's quote was on display in the British Museum in London. Um, I'm not sure that it's on display now, but it probably according to Gary Carr, says that uh, it's probably still in the archives um, and can be found. 
And so, um, just as that's, to read that and to say this, that the, the concept of uh, the spirit of Antichrist has been around for a long time, from the very first century of the church, when John was warning these believers uh, not to be overly concerned about this, as if by a word or by a letter as from them, somebody was saying something that Antichrist was coming or that anything else was taking place. Um, Because God would send his only begotten son when he was ready to do so, and not before. And uh, uh, in other words, it would be like Albert Pike saying that Christians would become disillusioned and would kind of give up and could very easily be overthrown and once they're overthrown, then they can introduce the doctrine of Lucifer, which they intend to do. Uh, so, there's much more that could be said about that, but let's go on to the next aspect of this, uh, this afternoon. The last time, in the last time before the Lord comes, there will be many antichrists. Many antichrists. And so... As we look at this passage here, um, again in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 18, he says, little children, it is the last time. And so we, we understand that phrase to mean that period of time of the church from the first century until the Lord comes again. And as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now there are many Antichrists. And so, though the, uh, the great son of perdition has not revealed himself, yet this spirit of Antichrist continues to be prevalent um, throughout the centuries. Um, and, um, and so, we, we find that uh, it's important that we recognize uh, the spirit of Antichrist around us. It is still very much around us. And so the spirit of Antichrist is in the world. In John chapter 4, verse 2 and 3, it says this, Hereby know ye the Spirit of God, every spirit that confesseth that Jesus has come in the flesh is of God. Now to confess that Jesus has come in the flesh means that Jesus is the incarnate of God. That's affirming the... uh, the coming of Christ, and the fact that he is the incarnate of God. That he was born of a virgin, that he was, she was, Mary was conceived of the Holy Spirit, and that he is truly the Son of God. So that's what it means to truly be, have the Spirit of God. <clears throat> and every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is in the world. And so here again, John is writing in chapter 4, in verse 2 and 3, and he is telling them that if one believes that Jesus is the incarnate of God, then they have the spirit of God. Because that means you must be a believer. You must be a Christian. But if you do not believe that, then 
that person has the spirit of Antichrist. So that covers everybody else. And so you see what I'm saying here is that the world system, the people of the world who make up the world system, who do not believe that Jesus has come in the flesh and is the incarnate of God, they have the spirit of Antichrist. And uh, of course we understand that um, the doctrine of human depravity does not mean that we are as bad as we could be. But we're all born without salvation. In other words, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death. And so human depravity, and we understand that to be from the time of Adam and Eve, man fell into sin, that is human depravity. And so to be without God is to have the spirit of antichrists. And so there are many antichrists, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is in the world. And so John says, it is already here in the world, in the first century. He, already, he said that right then. And so today we can say the same thing. We can say, the spirit of Antichrist is around us all the time. It is prevalent in the world today. It is, it is uh, in, in, in or around um, the world, in the people, and in the system in which the world embraces. That is the spirit of Antichrist. Some people are much more obviously given over to it, as we had a sense here with Albert Pike uh, being the leader of the Scottish Freemasonry in the United States. And by the way, many politicians have been and are members of the Masonic Order and know exactly um, what it does, what it says and what it is. Um, some of them perhaps have been much more benignly affected by it and um, have followed the system without truly understanding. But nonetheless, uh, when, the, when the leader of Freemasonry says that Lucifer is the true God, then you know it pretty much comes from the horse's mouth, so to speak. Okay. Um, I'd like to continue with some comments on this article also, um, which was given by Gary Carr. It says, The spirit of Antichrist means Christianity is being undermined not only in the United States, but other globalistic and world countries. A true sense of democracy is being pushed aside to be replaced by socialistic and progressive ideas that lead to anti-God, anti-Christ, and globalistic governance. Now see, we're talking about the last time before the Lord comes, there will be many antichrists. Many antichrists. And so this globalistic system, which we are very much uh, all aware of, is a kind of governance which is anti-God and anti-Christ. Um, 
A quote from, again, from Carr's article, he says this, this means that the democratic principles and divisions of power in the 20th century have largely been undermined, replaced by a new global class that shapes our common future based on their own interests. This has led to a de facto privatization of both national governments and international organizations where lobbyists are no longer kept in the lobby but have made, moved into the seat of power shaping policies that directly affect our lives. Now by that he is really making the, the, the case that many of the governmental agencies are starting to morph into something else. Now we've all heard President Biden talk about the New World Order and the Great Reset. And we're going to build back better, according to uh, Biden. And he's been pushing socialistic programs to the tune of trillions of dollars. Not just billions, but trillions of dollars. And so this is, this is nothing new to the United States. We all know that this is happening. We also know that Canada is very much involved in the same globalistic system. In fact, probably every country in the world uh, that has any amount of influence at all is, well, maybe with the exception of North Korea, who seems to, you know, they, they've, they're doing their own little power trip over there, uh, p casting out rockets into the ocean over Japan and, and uh, trying to prove that uh, they've got a little muscle. And they don't seem to be, be uh, cuddling up to any other world power, you know, so... <clears throat> but most of the countries are very much globalistic. In fact, it's kind of one of their advertising uh, highlights is to say that, that they, are, they are globalistic in their, their philosophy. Well, um, to continue with this uh, note here by Gary Carr, uh, he mentions a German economist and journalist by the name of Ernst Wolf. E-M-S-T, Wolf, is his name. And uh, Wolf believes that many of the national leaders included in the Young Global Leaders Program, and by the way, some of these uh, people that are included in the Young Global Leaders Program are people like Bill and Melinda Gates. They are in it, as well as Coca-Cola, uh, as well as uh, J.P. Morgan, and the many other the big enterprises that run the corporate world. They're part of the young global leaders. And they're usually considered to be people who are under the age of 40. Uh, so they'll have a longer influence in, in uh, government. And he says the global leaders program, the young global leaders program, have been set, selected for their willingness to carry out the agenda of lockdowns. Now we know what all, all this lockdown has been about in recent years and asking questions um, their impending failure as evidenced by a growing dissatisfaction of the masses and we have seen that as well will be used as an excuse to create a new form of global government where the old nation state became largely obsolete. Now this is being said by this Ernst Wolf, who is 
a part of this uh, globalistic uh, plan. And uh, he goes on. He goes on here to say, um, a new global digital currency <clears throat> with a universal basic income (UBI) can then be gradually introduced to replace our doomed monetary system. The great transition initiative on how a new earth order is to be established then replaced in the long run by a global democratic government, earth foundation, with a world constitution. Now for a very long time the United Nations has had this federation of countries which have created a world constitution and um, a world court, um, um, a world monetary system and uh, all of this, this kind of thing. So it's all been in place for a very long time. And this, uh, this fellow by the name of M. Swolf, why, you know, he's saying, um, though these, the current uh, effort right now to create a globalistic system will probably fail, it will ultimately result in uh, the, the United States, particularly, pushing forth a digital currency, a basic, a, a universal basic income, which is, which is a socialistic idea, by the way. Uh, so everybody will receive a, this universal basic income, and the government becomes the, the um, caretaker of society, you see. And so capitalism goes by the way of the dodo bird, and this universalistic society uh, will come into power, according to the dictates of the, the globalists. Glenn T. Martin, in a recent article, director of the Earth Constitution Institute and president of the World Constitution and Parliament Association, in an essay published by the Great Transition Initiative, the COVID-19 pandemic has underscored the catastrophic failure of, an, uh, of every country for itself approach to public health, according to this uh, fellow by the name of Glenn T. Martin. So this is what he, what he goes on to say. <clears throat> he says, the national economic interests rather than global needs continue to dominate discussions of climate, policy, paving, the path toward climate chaos. I don't know if you have heard much about climate change recently, but it seems to be in every, just about every news broadcast that it's going. <clears throat> and so under the, under the tri-miracle world parliament um, comes the four main agencies of the Earth Federation government. And these are the four main agencies the World Supreme Court system, the World Executive, which sounds very much like a one-world leader, the World Enforcement System, and the World Omnibusman. And I'm not exactly sure what the meaning of that one is. Uh, 
Girica goes on <clears throat> to make some closing comments about this, and he says, his vision is that of a peaceful and harmonious world in, ba- in balance, created through the establishment of a world federation with a world parliament and world court, a world government. These ideas have been long circulated in the Club of Rome and closely connected with the New Age circles. Carr states, the people are becoming aware of the efforts of the news propaganda, hence all the inquisitors and fact-checkers who diligently gatekeep the narrative and help steer the public opinion in the right direction. Uh, they're basically being exposed. Uh, More and more people are beginning to catch on that uh, when the news media says, well, we'll check the facts for you and tell you what the real facts are. It's only the facts that they want to promote. It's not the ones that may be true. It's just the ones that they want to promote. And so they they become the gatekeepers of of, uh, propaganda uh, truth, truth that is somehow only relative to their purposes and uh, to the Biden administration at this particular time, of course. And so we find that the narrative being steered by these people and public opinion um, in the, re- the right direction is truly being uh, watched very carefully. And, um, of course, the warning to us is that we should be careful not to fall into uh, what is being said and believe it. Because, we, why? Well, first of all, the church is living in the last time of the Lord's return. It's been happening for a long time. Secondly, the last time before the Lord comes, there will be many antichrists, and the spirit of antichrist we've already seen is prevalent in society because anyone who does not believe that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. Anybody that does not believe that, they're not of God. That the scripture does say that there is spiritual wickedness in high places and it is because of the principalities and powers of those high places. The rulers of wickedness among the people who are presently in power. Whether it be a Putin or a Biden or anybody else who happens to be promoting the agenda of the world, uh, they are not doing it because they believe in God. They're doing it because they do not believe in Christ and they have the spirit of Antichrist. And then lastly, the spirit of Antichrist will dominate the last time. Well, why does it have to dominate the last time? Uh, Even though it will morph into something else eventually, because we know that um, Antichrist, when he shows himself, uh, he's going to take control. And when he does take control, you know, he'll begin to make a lot of changes which some of these other globalists um, perhaps didn't intend. Uh, some of their ideas sound very benign and sound very um, almost civilized. Uh, they, they want world peace. They want unity. They, they want to every, everybody have a, a, a livable income. Uh, they want to protect the world by controlling uh, 
pollution in any manner so that the climate will continue to be there for people to live. Now all those things sound very benign in the sense that they don't seem to be harmful to anybody. But we know that behind the scenes, all this, all this is really just a spiritual um, smokescreen which is being puffed out by those who are running the show at the top and by men who represent what Albert Pike himself wanted to do to uh, cast aside Christianity and atheism by the way and why would he want to cast aside Christianity and atheism? Because he wants people to worship the, the son of perdition, Lucifer. And you see, that is exactly the very thing uh, that is promoted through the book of Revelation. That Lucifer will come uh, and he will promote himself through um, the false prophet and he will ultimately take control and he will desire to be worshipped. So he wants to be God. And so get rid of the true Christians, that's the true Christian faith. Get rid of those who don't believe in God at all because, well, they want the, the, they're a problem too. And convince people to fall down and worship Lucifer, the Luciferian doctrine. Now that's, that's the spirit of, of Antichrist that is in the world today. That's not Antichrist himself, because when he comes, it's going to be a whole different show. But this is the spirit of Antichrist. Remember, the people of the world are being manipulated to do and to believe. Sometimes very good things. I mean, who doesn't want world peace, you know? Who, uh, wouldn't you love to see wars come to an end? Wouldn't it be great to say that there is complete unity in the world? I mean, all those things are very good when we, we're on the surface. But underneath is the Luciferian doctrine that wants to be promoted. And Lucifer is behind it. <laughs> he is the one which is pulling the strings and playing the, the music that people are to dance to. The spirit of Antichrist. It's very much real and a part of our world system. Shall we pray? Loving Father, we do thank you for your grace and mercies to us. Father, keep our hearts that we may be fully aware of the truth, that we will hold on to the truth that Christ is the one who has come in the flesh. He is the incarnate of God. He is the true Savior of the world. And that we do know him and love him. And that we will at all costs live for him. I pray your blessing upon your church and your people, wherever they are around the world, that you will bless them and preserve them in this truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, let's, um, let's turn to page 34, and we'll sing number 16, King of Kings.
find it just didn't work. This is called the sweep. in prayer. Lord, we do thank you that we are waiting the King of Kings and Lord of Glory. And we do praise and give glory to him. And thank you, Father, for your love and grace to us. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> we'll have to sing it off after what we did. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.